Welcome to the Dynasty Spin Doctors Podcast with your hosts, Chris and Solo. Welcome, everyone, to another edition of the Dynasty Spin Doctors Podcast. I'm Chris, and I'm joined with my co-host, Solo. How are you doing, Solo? Doing good, man. How are you? Doing great. So, uh... Yeah, we we uh, we tried to record this episode last week, but we were met with some storms, so uh, we apologize uh, for the delay in the episode. Um, we got about what ten, fifteen minutes in, and we lost power. <laughs> we lost power, man. I thought if anything, I was gonna get screwed out of power, but because uh, yeah. I was getting lightning and all kinds of. We, we were we were in the same storm. We're both in California, so we were both. Mm-hmm experiencing the same difficulties but you ended up your area ended up getting it worse overall so yeah yeah it was a it was an interesting night but uh alas we are back we're ready to do this and we're gonna dive into the 2021 rookie qb rank uh discussion episode where we kind of discuss yeah. some of these people. Uh, it's a weird year this year. Uh, they, they came out and they said uh, they're not doing the combine in the traditional sense. You know, they're going to kind of have like a bunch of micro pro days. Um, so I think this episode is going to be really helpful in these coming episodes where we're talking about the players and you can kind of hear what we saw on tape and whatnot. Right. Right, and 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 you know, as you said, that with the, without the combine, uh, you know, one one benefit, I guess, of have not having recorded the episode earlier is that we have had now the Senior Bowl since since when we were supposed to record this episode. So mm-hmm. we have a little bit more information, and considering the fact that there is no possibly no combine this year, you know, if not in any kind of you know sense uh in the way that we are we're used to um then this could be you know the senior bowl could have be a lot bigger deal than than in previous years comparatively you know comparatively mm-hmm. yeah um, and i know that a lot of these uh these seniors uh, took advantage of that so mm-hmm. we can talk a little bit about that too yeah and one interesting case i want to point out was uh before we hop into this was uh there was some discussions on Najee harris's uh agent kind of telling him to you know stop activities and you know he, he showed up on the field at certain times so um mm-hmm. it'll be interesting to see how stuff like that for the people that did opt out uh how that affects their draft capital and whatnot so Right. We'll see, uh, you know, with uh, 2020 and 2021 shaping up very similarly to 2020, uh, it'll be very interesting to see how this year is handled. Uh, so, I hope at the very least the camp, summer camp, is going to be better than it was last year. That's what I, my hope is. So Definitely. Yeah, so with that, let's get right into it. We've got a lot of QBs to go through here, and uh, let's start with uh, the first one on our list. We've got Felipe Franks. Stands six foot six, weighs two hundred twenty eight pounds. Uh, finished his college career at Arkansas. Um, played for Florida in uh, 2017, 2018, and twenty nineteen. Uh, so let's talk about his stats a little bit here. Uh, he had, uh, in 2020, he had, uh, 238 attempts with a 68.5 completion rate. Uh, he threw for, uh, 2,107 yards with an average of 8.9 yards. 
scored 17 touchdowns, four interceptions. Uh, in 2019, he had 71 attempts uh, for a uh, 76.1 completion rate, which is pretty good. Uh, went for 698 yards uh, with an average of 9.8 yards and went five touchdowns and three interceptions. In uh, 2018, he had 322 attempts uh, with a completion rate of uh, 58.4. Uh, he threw for 2,457 yards with an average of 7.6 yards, scored a whopping 24 touchdowns, and had six interceptions. Uh, in 2017, he had uh, 229 attempts uh, with a completion rate of uh, 54.6. So again, this is his freshman year, uh, or his first year as a college athlete, uh, and had uh, 1,438 yards with an average of 63.3 yards, uh, uh, yards, sorry, uh, and nine touchdowns and eight interceptions. Uh, his rushing career in uh, 2020, he had 642 yards uh, and scored nine touchdowns. In uh, 2019, he had uh, 204 yards and scored one touchdown in uh, 2018 he went for si uh, 68 yards and uh, one touchdown and then uh, for 2017 I believe let me check here sorry my notes are a little <laughs> crazy but uh, yeah that's his uh, rushing for the most part, uh, he had fumbles, uh, in 2020, he had five fumbles in 2019. He had two fumbles in 2018. He had seven and in 2017, he had six. Uh, so watching his film, this was an interesting receiver. Um, for me, I noticed that he had kind of a poor pocket presence. You know, he, he, when the pocket was collapsing and everything was going on, he he had trouble kind of seeing when that was happening. Um, he also had issues where he would stare down receivers at time. Uh, I don't know if you noticed that in the film, uh, but some some nice things I saw in him is that he looks like he's got some good arm strength. Um, it's kind of weird though; he throws some weird short lobs at times and. Uh, you know, kind of shows some hesitations in plays, which is another thing that kind of costs him. And uh, he's mobile, but, uh, you know, with his rushing plays, he puts himself at, at risk. And, you know, with that poor pocket presence, he's not always watching where he's going. Um, and I've noticed, too, that he kind of likes to throw in the coverage and his interceptions are a little concerning at times. What are your thoughts on him? Solo. Well, so, you know, one thing I'm going to do is, um, you know, I'm going to have a rankings of these guys. So um, I'll tell you, this Felipe falls pretty far back in my rankings for this 2021 QBs. Um, we've got a ranking of 11 quarterbacks, uh, or we're going to talk about 11 quarterbacks today, right? Mm -hmm. And... Uh, and to me, he's he's 
number 10 in that list mm -hmm. um and, and and it's you know my comments are a lot like yours obviously you know we're not watching you know all the games that these guys are playing you know we couldn't for all 11 of these guys but uh the the the, the film that i did watch you know is it shows uh, somebody who's uh, very obviously athletically you know uh gifted and uh but has just like essentially no good quarterback instinct um natural quarterback instinct uh in, in the way that you know or a quarterback iq in that sense so whether it was as you said tearing down receivers or uh bad pocket presence or uh even just his vision of where to run because he's somebody that could you know be a rushing threat um doesn't really matter if you're a great runner if you don't know when and where to run so uh that, that to me is kind of a, a not somebody that i was a you know very enamored with um and uh, you know i think that there was a little bit of too much hype about Felipe franks mm -hmm. and uh i think it was not um not well earned so that's my yeah my, those are my thoughts about Felipe. Yeah, he's 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 kind of interesting. And one thing I, I do want to kind of correct the uh, rushing stats because I did realize the issue with my my notes that I had here. So his senior year in twenty twenty, he had two hundred and four yards, not six hundred. Uh, so two hundred and four yards with one touchdown. Yeah, uh, sixty eight yards in twenty nineteen with one touchdown. 350 in 2018 uh, for seven, and then 20 yards for zero in 2017. So, so the, the was the mistake that you just gave us the total yeah, I gave you the total for the, for the, the why bottom. <laughs> why don't we just do that from now on in terms of both for rushing and for passing? Because that would just you know give us clearer picture for all four years or three years <laughs> for these guys. Um, maybe that's the best way to go. But anyway, um, that's that's my take on Felipe number 10 but you you you've got some you you've got some thoughts on where these guys should go uh or could go mm -hmm. in the NFL draft don't you yeah so um you know he's he's kind of a mobile quarterback or at least that's what um people are trying to focus on especially um when he's when when scouts are kind of hyping him up when people are talking about him already that's kind of the thing that they're focusing on uh, I think some of the pocket presence issues and uh, staring down receivers can possibly be trained out of him. So um, I kind of see him as a NFL backup career. Uh, he's got mobility upside with a strong arm. So uh, I have him as an expected day three pick of the NFL draft. Okay. Yeah. And so uh, your rankings, you said that's uh, 10 out of 11, correct? 10 out of it's, it's i think it's 10 i don't know if it was uh so maybe he's my number i have to recheck here but he's basically let's say this he's second from the bottom for mm -hmm. me and i'm gonna double check here whether we have we're, we're doing 10 or 11 are we doing 10 or 11 quarterbacks oh uh, well we're gonna try to get as, get through as many as we can and uh, if we have to go okay. into another episode uh, we'll definitely do so <laughs> well i guess then that should you know, hopefully we get through all of them, but uh, yeah. we'll, we'll re-clarify here in a second. But we can move on to the next guy. All right. So next one we have up is uh, JT Daniels. He stands uh, six foot three, uh, two hundred and ten pounds, and uh, uh, played for uh, 
Georgia, or uh, University of Georgia, um, in 2020, and uh, USC uh, in 2019 and 2018. Uh, his college career stats are he had uh, 516 attempts uh, for uh, average of 62.2 completion rate. Uh, he threw for 4,118 yards with an average of 8 point, uh, eight yards uh, per pass, and he had a career of 25 touchdowns, 13 interceptions. Uh, his rushing uh, is abysmal. Uh, <laughs> all in the negative yardage, and uh, we're really just, it's not even something to really focus on. Uh, in 2020, he had two fumbles. In uh, 2019, he had one, and in 2018, he had nine. So uh, we did see an improvement in his fumbling uh, as his career went on. Um, but things that I saw about this guy is, uh, you know, I feel like he has great arm strength. He's a fairly accurate uh, QB. Sometimes he rifles short passes, which I've noticed, which kind of causes receivers to drop balls. Um, but he appears to have his reads down. Uh, he's sometimes unaware when the pocket closes, uh, but for the most part, he's he's pretty uh, present there, uh, and he's not super mobile. So uh, that's some of the things that I noticed on him. Uh, what do you got for him? Well, I wasn't very, very impressed by what I watched of JT Daniel. So. Mm -hmm. um, Look, I'm going to pull up my notes here. Um, he was right behind, right in front, ahead of um, Felipe, actually, mm -hmm. in my rankings. So um, I have to readjust to see exactly how many quarterbacks we're, we're going to do tonight. But, yeah, to me, he was a, a, a back there on the uh, on the back of the, the, the this pack. And it really, for mm -hmm. me, this, this, uh, this quarterback class has, you know, uh, top – um four quarterbacks and then to me it's it's a, a few there in the middle and then guys that i wouldn't want you know any of my teams to be mm -hmm. you know drafting and at all in this in this uh nfl draft mm -hmm. right uh to me to me you know and and that and that's probably you know it's it's all refreshing not a refreshing but i guess a, a new it's good for me to hear what your opinion is of these guys mm -hmm. um um, I wouldn't even, you know, hopefully Felipe, as you said, can be a uh, good NFL backup. Um, mm -hmm. That would be great, I think, for somebody like him to to be able to, you know, accomplish uh, having a, a solid backup quarterback career. Um, I think that would be um, good for him as well. To me, I saw a lot of um, sort of like the guy just seems to me like a like a machine, like a came across to me like uh, like a robot um sort mm -hmm. of one read kind of a machine mm -hmm. a very little instinct um and to me just kind of an all-around uh poor quarterback that i wasn't impressed by any one one aspect uh and very in, of course in this age uh, of mobile quarterbacks not having uh that ability at all is is uh, uh just another you know negative for him but i will say that i thought that he was at least you know in terms of the one read that he did make to me that was better than what felipe was mm -hmm. able to do so that that's 
like the only reason to me that he was slightly better than Felipe. So yeah, so JT Daniels to me is uh, this is a guy I've kind of been talking a little bit about in some of our leagues. Uh, this guy is one of those. Uh, I, I see him in the middle pack for sure. So don't don't misunderstand when I'm saying I, when I like him. I'm not putting him in front of that top four crew or anything mm-hmm. like that. Um, but to me, he caught my attention in that uh, he kind of and I hate doing comps, but I'm going to do a comp here. Oh, <laughs> so, nice. I'll uh, do it. He kind of reminds me of uh, Matthew Stafford a little bit. Uh, and he, you know, the mobility is not quite there, uh, but he's also got a little bit of Daniel Jones in his, his arm and his throwing and whatnot. So, uh, you know, depending on landing spot and whatnot, I think this could be a really interesting, like late round, uh, late first round, but probably you're looking, you can still probably get a mid second in, uh, dynasty leagues. Uh, mm-hmm. so he's an interesting one landing spot dependent, but I have him as an NFL starting caliber team for especially one of those needy QB teams because uh, there's a bunch of them out there. But I think he's going to be one of those QBs that kind of takes one to two years to develop. Um, and, you know, I see him as a potential late first round or, sec, uh, you know, second round kind of pick in the NFL. So that's kind of where I see him. I think some teams are going to mm. like that. Uh, Matthew Stafford-esque kind of arm and that throwing and whatnot. He's he's. I would say that's probably my closest uh, comp, and that's what his high point can be if he uh, can achieve it in the in the NFL league. Hmm. That's very very uh, good um, uh, comparison for him. I mean, I think that's very generous. Um, to to give him either Matthew Stafford or Daniel Jones, I think. But mm-hmm. I think the if anything, could much be much closer to Daniel Jones than than Matthew Stafford if Daniel Jones hadn't been picked, you know, higher than he should have been. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if had had Daniel Jones fallen to where he should have been, then maybe. But I don't. You know, I disagree that he's. You know, if somebody picks um, picks him in the first round, I'd be very very uh, surprised by mm-hmm. that decision. But that's that's my take. Yep. All right. So uh, moving on, we got Justin Fields. Uh, he stands six foot three, two hundred and twenty-eight pounds, uh, and uh, coming out of Ohio State. So we've got him for his career. He's got uh, six hundred eighteen attempts, sixty-eight point four completion percentage. Uh, 5,701 yards with an average of uh, 9.2 yards. Uh, he has 67 touchdowns, 9 interceptions. Uh, and uh, for his rushing, he's got uh, a total of t- uh, 260 attempts. Uh, he has 100, or sorry, 1,133 yards and uh, with an average of 4.4 yards and 19 touchdowns. Uh, he had in 2020 two fumbles, 2019 he had nine, and in 2018 he had one. Um, Justin Fields is uh, uh, he's got amazing. He's got arm strength and rushing ability, so he's got both of those in lockdown. Um, 
you know, he's able to find plays through the run and would be good in like an RPO kind of setting. I think that would be a really good fit for him. Something uh, very similar to Baltimore would be interesting for him. Um, concerns are is that he doesn't go down early or safely enough. I've been talking a lot about this. Uh, we saw it when, uh, what was it, his ribs got broken this year. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, and he just seems to take a lot of shots, which seem unnecessary. Um, as a 49er fan, this strikes very close to me because uh, I shared it in one of our leagues that we are in, but uh, someone was saying, oh, well, you know, he's picking up yardage. And I said, all it takes is one play. And I shared the Jimmy G torn ACL play. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, so that was very concerning for me. He needs to learn to get down, get the yardage, get down, or get out safely. And I think that's one yeah. of the big things. Uh, he also tends to throw into coverage at times and often double coverage, which is a little concerning. But, you know, sometimes he makes it work, sometimes he doesn't. Um, and, uh, you know, the other concerns were he had nine fumbles that uh, in 2019. That was kind of a concern, you know. Um, but... Yeah, what do you what do you think about him? I'm, I I I like Justin Fields a lot. I mean, he's my uh, he's my QB two in this class, uh, and and I am not um, uh, you know, for me it's he it's he's a uh, you know, not, for me I'm not gonna make a big uh, mystery out of this. You know, Trevor Lawrence is my QB one, and then I think you know there's a gap, and then there's two and three for me is very close between. Justin Fields and the guy that I have in number three, and I'm not gonna spoil that right now. Mm-hmm. But, um, but, but I just think he's somebody that that you can confidently, you know, um, draft, uh, and in both the NFL draft as well as in your rookie draft coming up, mm-hmm. because I understand. I just guarantee he's, you know, the, I, I don't see him being the kind of player that you know mysteriously, surprisingly drops you know, into like the second round or something like that. We mm-hmm. all know Justin Fields and we all expect the Justin Fields to be picked in the, you know, the top 10, mm-hmm. uh, I, I would expect, you know, so, um, I know that the Broncos are there and I'm learning and I know that Justin Fields was still on the board, you know, it would be tough for, 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 you know, the Broncos not to consider taking him. Mm-hmm. So, um, it, it's, it's to me, uh, as you said, uh, just of somebody who's who's a great athlete has a great understanding of of the game and and makes you know in my opinion somebody who makes good uh decisions based on his reads uh has a decent arm not a not an unbelievable uh, amazing arm but just a, 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 the arm that that is needed to make uh nfl um nfl throws and um and I think, you know, somebody that you can confidently draft both in the NFL and in, in your rookie draft coming up here in, in fantasy. And uh, uh, for that reason, he's my QB, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, will correct. Yeah. It, like I said, he, he's a franchise quarterback. And, you know, he, he's going to – he's got those minor things he's got to work on. He's just got to work on holding on the ball and don't get injured. Uh, but, yeah, he's – He's gonna I don't be... care about fumbles that much. <laughs> I don't care about fumbles in the in the uh, in, in college. Um, yeah. I, I honestly don't even know if whether that is the predictive of mm-hmm. fumbles in the NFL or not, especially for quarterbacks. But both fumbles and drops in college, I tend to just kind of 
write off unless it's some kind of like astronomic number that like you know just kind of jumps out you know um that's how i feel about that and and i wouldn't wouldn't hold it against him at all and and listen when when he was in he, he when he was on the on the the big stage and, and and played against trevor lawrence he showed him up that day you know so mm-hmm. um to me that, that that that's that's uh somebody who's can handle the pressure of stepping up in the in the big games and not choking and actually performing at a very high level so um anyway that's yeah, yeah. no brainer right you can get <laughs> no plenty brainer. of justin fields takes elsewhere so <laughs> You, yeah, Justin Fields, uh, he's going to go day one. He's going to go top ten picks most likely. It would be unprecedented if he went any later than that. Um, but, yeah, he's a clear lock as uh, in Dynasty, I would say, either two or three. Um, 102, 103 kind of pick. He's he, he lock mm-hmm. him in. Um, you know, Definitely. like you said, you can kind of flip flop on your your choice of flavor for two right. or three. So, right. yeah. And by the way, we, like I counted, and we have we have, I don't know if we'll be able to cover all of them, but it's twelve different quarterbacks. So for me, Felipe was eleven, JT Daniel was ten, and Justin Fields was number two. So cool. All right. So next up, we have Kellen Mond. Uh, 6'3", 217 pounds out of Texas A&M. Um, in his career, he had uh, 801 completions with uh, 1,358 attempts uh, with an f- average 59% completion rate. Uh, he threw for 9,661 yards with an average of 7.1 yards. Uh and he had 71 touchdowns, 27 interceptions. Uh, for his rushing career in college, he had 438 attempts with uh, 1,608 yards and uh, an average of 3.7 yards with 22 touchdowns. <clears throat> he also had uh, five fumbles in uh, 2020, six fumbles in 2019, seven in 2018, and four in 2017. So this guy, uh, I felt like he he tends to stare down receivers very hard on film. Uh, I've noticed. I, I'm watching. I'm watching him go through his reads, and he just stares down completely. He only really kind of goes through his reads. I've noticed also is when his primary receiver is pretty covered. Otherwise, he's almost always going to that first primary receiver, staring him down and unloading the ball. Um, <clears throat> he's a very physical runner, also, which I've noticed. Uh, you know, he's he's not afraid to um, use his body and get in there uh, as a QB, which is a little bit dangerous. It's kind of that same thing that I have for uh, uh, Justin Fields. You know, be careful. Um, and the other how do they how do they compare in, in body size by the way i'm, I'm curious because i don't have it in front of me yeah oh. so justin fields is the same height and uh as kellen mon and kellen mon's actually uh uh 11 pounds lighter hmm. <laughs> which is interesting okay. but he this, yeah that is interesting yeah, he, he's he's getting very physical when he's running the ball. He's not afraid he, to. He he, he runs harder than than Fields does. That's mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah, 
Uh, one thing that I've noticed is his consistency, uh, as you can see with his 59% uh, completion rate. Uh, it's kind of hit and miss with his throws. Uh, mm -hmm. And he also makes poor decisions at time when times when like throwing the ball into coverage, um, and it kind of goes back to the reads. He's looking for that primary receiver that he's got for the play, and he's gonna force the ball more often than not. At least on film, that's what I noticed. So, uh, what do you have for him? Well, this is probably. Um, you know, we've been disagreeing on some of this, right? I mean, I think Felipe, you, 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 you probably have him about as where I have him. You probably have JT Daniels higher than I do. Mm -hmm. um, this one, I have higher than you do. Mm -hmm. I think, I think Mond, you know, even before the pro, the Senior Bowl, was bit, a bit underrated. Um, and I and I uh, disagree on some of what you said. So I agree on some of what you said and disagree on some of what you said because he's obviously very raw um but i do think he makes good decisions um he's not as accurate as you would want him to be and he is inconsistent mm -hmm. that's the thing is that he's you, you can see that the, the tools are there for the guy like he's like i compare him to like um trying to think not not that it would be a great uh uh <laughs> are you thinking uh, mitch trubisky <laughs> No, 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 I'm not. But but not that it would be a great, uh, uh, you know, uh, something uh, good to say about the guy right now. But he sort of, you know, gets the same vibe that I got one about, about Drew Locke when mm -hmm. he was coming out of college where he just had this, like, unbelievable raw talent that you can just see and it jumps out of the, the screen you when you're watching him. But so inconsistent, you know. Mm -hmm. um, and I think you saw at the Senior Bowl um, – if you if you get a chance, anybody listening, if you get a chance to go back and watch clips, um, you know he was very inconsistent in the first half um, of his playing time in the, in the Senior Bowl, and uh, uh, and then in the second half he he was consistent, and when he was consistent, he was very good, and uh, if he can, in any type of like good quarterback coach, I think in the NFL can take that raw talent and turn it into you know i'm not saying that you can just do that just like you can do the, like they did it with josh allen but the, the the idea that there is that 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 possibility of doing that i think is mm -hmm. worth it for teams to take a stab at this guy earlier than than other quarterbacks on this list so for me he's somebody who's um probably i would i would not take him in the first round but of the nfl draft but i would you know i would rather for example take mond in the second or the third round of the nfl draft rather than mac jones in the first round mm -hmm. um because to me that that you know they, they sort of have i actually think mond probably has higher ceiling mm -hmm. than mac jones does you know um but you know that's again just based on limited you know film that i've watched um i i, I probably have a higher uh, opinion than him than than most people do and uh, but my opinion was validated by his playing to, uh, mm -hmm. during the senior bowl, so that makes me feel good. So yeah. that's how I feel about it. He, he's my QB six on the class. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna throw. I'm gonna speak something into existence. We'll, we'll see if it happens. What do you think if he landed in like a place like New England? 
You think well, that... I just it, to me it's, it's all about what that quarterback coach, you know, yeah. it's all about that quarterback's coach. So, so for example, if Josh McDaniels doesn't go anywhere, mm-hmm. and uh, and I don't think he will, um, I think he's there. Uh, he's proven to be pretty good in that role of of of, uh, of calling plays, and uh, but we don't know how good he is in the development of a quarterback, mm-hmm. right? Uh, when's the last time that we saw you know Josh McDaniels having to develop a quarterback? Um, actually, it was a disaster the last time he did it. So um, mm-hmm. maybe, maybe, maybe that's not such a good fit, you know? Because to me, to me, somebody more like uh, Mac Jones is a mm-hmm. good fit in in New England. Mm-hmm. Somebody who's like has already a, a little bit more consistent, mm-hmm. needs less um, less uh, coaching, and um, but also has a, a lower ceiling, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. sort of more will fit better with that new england machine uh, mm-hmm. to me yeah i think i i personally kind of see both mon or uh mac jones kind of being a good fit for them so it'll be interesting to see and i th- i have uh i have mon as a uh day two uh draft pick um, you know, I think they're going to have to, he's going to have to fight for it in camp anywhere he goes. Uh, he's going to have to prove himself before sure. he even gets to see the field. Um, but I wouldn't be surprised if a team reached for him in the late first, you know, it's, it's a possibility if sure. someone really likes him, go for it. But, uh, I, I realistically, I, I felt more comfortable putting him in the second, uh, the second day of the NFL draft. Yeah, I think, you know, you have some of those teams in the late first, like the Saints, mm-hmm. that you're going to have to see what quarterbacks are still on the board in that late first mm-hmm. um, to see whether they're going to take somebody. But, you know, that that to me would be an interesting fit. Exactly. Yep. So uh, next we have uh, KJ Costello. Stands six foot five, weighs 225 pounds. Uh, and he... Went for uh, 629 completions out of 1,000 attempts. He had a 62.9 completion rate, uh, threw for 7,434 yards, uh, average of 7.4 yards. He had 55 touchdowns, 29 interceptions. Uh, His rushing career was uh, 112 attempts for 31 yards. 0.3 0.3 average and three touchdowns. So not a very mobile person. Um, some things that I noticed about him on film is he has the ability to throw the ball anywhere on the field. But uh, I've noticed that with that comes some, uh, you know, questionable decision making in terms of throwing in the coverage. Uh, you know, some of them you're just like, why did you do that? That was like triple coverage. Um, and it, it shows through his interceptions. It really kind of just shows right there. I mean, 29 interceptions on his career. He, uh, in 2020, he had 11 interceptions. In 2018, he also had 11 interceptions. So maybe it's every other year he's just going to throw a lot. Uh, but uh, I thought that was interesting, so I, I had to bring that up. Um, it feels like at times he kind of forces a play when it's when things are starting to shut down and so that kind of leads to that and he also doesn't tend to notice the pocket collapsing until it's too late which is you know kind of unfortunate especially with how uh he's not super mobile 
Um, he still kind of somehow weirdly finds a way to scramble out at times. Um, but his mobility doesn't really help him in that. And then even when he's scrambling, he almost always throws the ball instead of continuing his run. Um, so, uh, there's times where I'm watching the film and I'm just like, come on, man, throw the ball away. Just throw it out. <laughs> and yeah. he just kind of forces things. Uh, so what are your thoughts on this guy? Yeah, I like him a little bit better than, than JT Daniels and Felipe, but he's right there in that uh, range for me. Uh, he's right number nine QB of the class for me. Mm-hmm. Um, seemed to me, again, somebody who has a lot of raw um, uh, talent there. Um, uh, does have instincts, I think, and, and you, as you said, you know, he finds ways to get out of, you know, some some tough situations. Um but very limited, right? Uh, especially in terms of, of, of not being <clears throat> a rushing threat. Mm-hmm. So, um, I mean, I think, you know, as a, uh, a pocket quarterback that has good pocket uh, instincts, there's a place for you in the NFL, right? As mm-hmm. some kind of like, you know, project uh, a backup or something like that. And I think that's probably what he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he's going to need something like that has a really strong O-line to really kind of succeed in the NFL. Uh, Mm -hmm. And I don't know if he's going to be finding a nice landing spot like that. I mean, ideally you find something perfect like um, Indianapolis or maybe even the Steelers, you know, get him under Big Ben. I could see that kind of like some tutelage there might be a good fit. But... I mean, realistic. I don't see. I don't see him as being the kind of backup that will eventually develop into a starter. I just mm-hmm. think as he is being somebody who's a who's just always going to be a backup. Yeah, and so that kind of reflects. I, I have him as a day two prospect, but it's I, I figure he's probably going to be a late day two prospect. Mm-hmm. For sure. Cool. So uh, next up, we have Kyle Trask. Uh, Kyle Trask stands six foot five and weighs two hundred and forty pounds. Um, so I think this is one of our uh, bigger QBs here, <clears throat> coming out of uh, Florida. And uh, Kyle Trask has um, <clears throat> a total of five hundred. 52 completions out of 813 attempts. He has a 67.9 completion rate uh, with 7,386 7, yards. Uh, he has an average uh, of 9.1 yards, and he has uh, 69 touchdowns with 15 interceptions. In his rushing, he's also he's got uh, 132 attempts for 54 yards and a 0.4 average with eight touchdowns. So again, not a huge rushing uh, quarterback. Um, I've got that he's he's great at his short and intermediate game, uh, and he can spread the ball uh, mostly over the field. Um, he has. Good pocket presence. He can kind of see, like you know, when things when the play is starting to shut down, but he kind of lacks the mobility to kind of do a whole lot about it. 
uh, other than maybe throw the ball away or get it off really fast, uh, especially with that short and intermediate ball that he's got. Um, so I, I did notice a lot of dump off passes and whatnot. Um, and I, I think he'll require a team with a good offensive line to succeed. Right. So, yeah, I, I like Kyle Trask. I, I don't, you know, I think he's right there with, to me, with, uh, Kellen Mond and that, mm-hmm. um, tier for me. Um, as you said, um, I think he has actually pretty good footwork. Um, for for you know a, qual- a college quarterback mm-hmm. um, you don't you know and that's something that I'm usually watching a lot for mm-hmm. uh, when, I'm, when we're doing this film it's, it's rare for me to find somebody with uh, discipline footwork uh, so I like I like I like that you know and I think somebody like you know you, you were talking about earlier you know what kind of um, what would be a good fit for the Patriots? I think mm-hmm. Kyle Trask would be a good fit for the Patriots too. Definitely. You know, so he's somebody that I probably see being there on the second round. That that would be somebody who would uh, uh, could become that that um, part of the machine for for Belichick. Yeah, and you he know, could so. especially with the two tight end sets that they like to run with uh, um, Devin Asiasi and the um, I forget the other guy's name out there. Um, but I think that will be interesting, and then maybe he brings life to Nikhil Harry finally. I don't know about that, but <laughs> I think it's going to become a miracle at this point. But you know, I've been a Nikhil Harry hater from for, from the get go. Yeah. Um. So yeah, that's how I see about Kyle Trask. Probably my QB seven right before Kellen Mond, and it's because I don't see him having as uh, high of a ceiling as as Mond. Uh, but but just basically very few, very little difference for me between the two, but but only because I think most people would probably have Trask over Mond. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I don't. I have Mond over Trask, but for me, they're very close. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I think I like the short and intermediate passes that he has. He's not afraid to dump the ball off, so plays don't shut down all the way. Uh, and I think that he's, in that sense, I like him a little bit more than Mond, personally. Um, but yeah, I have him as a, a day two QB, potentially late day one, very similar to Mond. Cool. All right. Continuing on, we've got uh, Mr. Mac Jones, uh, <clears throat> six foot three, 214 pounds. Um, and. He had a total completion, uh, total completions of 413. Uh, he had 500 out of 556 attempts. Uh, he had a 74.3 completion rate. He threw for uh, 6,126 yards. Uh, average uh, yardage was 11 yards. He threw for 56 touchdowns and seven interceptions. Uh, his rushing. Uh, career is uh, 54 attempts for 42 yards and 0.8 uh, average and he scored two touchdowns rushing uh, his fumbles were in 2020 he had two uh, 2019 he had one and uh, 2018 he had one so uh, Mac Jones for me, I felt that he was uh, wildly inconsistent with his throws. You know, some are right on the money, and then some are 
underthrown by quite a bit. Uh, his throws are also inconsistent with speed and strength he puts into them, leaving his receivers in an awkward position of guessing what's kind of coming their way, uh, you know, from a ballistic missile to a wiffle ball. <laughs> so uh, it, it was kind of interesting watching that on film. Uh, the underpowered throws tend to be correlated with uh, distance also from what I was watching. Uh, and he tends to stay in the pocket a little too long and lacks mobility. Uh, mm-hmm. He has good reads, but um, his arm consistency and just his uh, throwing inconsistency is kind of what hinders him. So I, you know, I think my opinion of Mac Jones is pretty uh, consistent with like uh, uh, just the general, uh, you know, conventional wisdom, which is he's the QB five for me. Mm-hmm. right in front of Mon and Trask um, and uh, uh, you know just somebody who's more NFL ready than either one of those guys you know um, with with a lesser with probably you know a lesser ceiling than you know he's just kind of that, that kind of guy who you know you can plug into and into a team and be, and be have greater success quicker than any of these other guys around him um, probably you know as you said better reads he makes very quick decisions he's intelligent um you know and and, and everything that i've read about mac jones is a very hard worker in terms of the practice and he's he's another guy who who's done um did himself a a, a very good service by going to the senior bowl mm-hmm. and uh he, he um, probably was the most impressive quarterback there um not not in the actual game itself, uh, but it was all the practices. Like it's in the practice that he he really showed up and was really impressive. Um, I think the they said that I think they said that he he had like command of every play that that was put out there. That he just kind of understood every play that was put in front of him and threw the ball very accurately. So he's somebody probably that was um, whose stock rose due, uh during the Senior Bowl. Mm-hmm. And it was probably put himself in that like. Wouldn't be surprised if he got picked, you know, in the middle of the first round mm-hmm. of the NFL draft. Um, so that that's what I see Mac Jones being as somebody who's just kind of uh, um, fairly NFL ready, um, you know, and, and and probably has a not not that that high of a ceiling, but you know what you're getting. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think teams need to, the coaches have their, their work cut out for them in consistency, you know, getting getting that down with them. Um, so I, I had, especially before the Senior Bowl, I had him as a day two QB. Um, I can see him going in the first round potentially, uh, but uh, I wouldn't be shocked if he dropped to the second uh, second day. You know, it, it wouldn't surprise me, but, you know, with uh, QB musical chairs right now, who knows? So Yeah, he, he is definitely one of those guys that, like, I wouldn't be surprised at all if he dropped because maybe just there aren't any teams looking for that, mm-hmm. right? Like, if, if the if the Patriots have, um, have, have a, a different idea, like they want to go in a different direction, and, mm-hmm. he, you know, they could go for somebody else and he drops and, and maybe nobody else wants that kind of um, uh, 
you know, pocket quarterback and game presence, uh, game manager type of quarterback that's NFL ready, you know, mm-hmm. uh, and he could drop. And I wouldn't be as surprised as, you know, some of these other guys that mm-hmm. are right, right above him. So definitely. All right. So the next guy we've got up is Sam Ellinger, uh, six foot three, 225 pounds, um, out of Texas, and uh, his he has a total of uh, 923 completions uh, out of uh, 1,476 attempts for a uh, completion percentage of 62.5. Uh, he had a total of 11,436 yards with an average of 7.7 yards, threw for 94 touchdowns and 27 interceptions. His rushing career was... Uh, uh, 554 attempts for 1,907 yards, uh, average of 3.4 yards, and 33 touchdowns. Um, and the fumbling stats that I've got for him are for 2018 and 2017. He's got six in 2018 and seven in 2017. Uh, so this is a guy I've got. He's got... Um, Or did I actually skip around? I must have messed something up here. I think I... uh, Sam Ellinger... uh, Sorry, we're good here. Sam Ellinger, uh, I've noticed that he kind of extends the play uh, on his feet and mobility, especially when the read's not there. Uh, So that's something that was positive that I noticed about him. Uh, He's also not afraid to dump off the pass to his backs, which happened quite often. Um, he what was what was his accuracy rating again? Repeat that for me. Yeah, uh, he had a sixty-two point five completion rate. Huh. He's more accurate than I thought he was by <laughs> watching his film. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Not great, but you know. Yeah, I, I I felt like when I watched his film, I did say he tends to lack accuracy, but the numbers kind of. Say otherwise, which is interesting. But but well, but the thing is that you know he a lot of dump off, Mm -hmm. you know a lot of like five yard passes, a lot of passes to like around the line of scrimmage. Mm -hmm. You know that's what I saw. Yeah. Um. So, if that's what you're looking for, I mean, I that Mm -hmm. kind of gives away where I'm at on Sam Mm -hmm. Ellinger. Um, I think King guy who came in with more promise into college than he was able to deliver. Um, yeah, and I, uh, and I feel like he takes a long time on his reads, and he just kind of waits for plays to develop, and that's kind of what forces him to do those dump off uh, passes, or gets him in those dump off situations. So uh, I think it's just he's taking too long on his reads. Yeah, and then and then once he takes too long, then the read is gone. You know, then he has to go to the next one, and he's behind on that mm-hmm. next one. And then he's you're right, and he's stuck on that dump off. Mm-hmm. Um, but I mean, he's he's pretty accurate, I guess. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, but no, that's that's the, the same comment I had about him. For me, he's a um, pretty decent form, also, you know, but lack of mobility, um, and as you said, and as I said, like just not taking too long on his reads. I I have him behind Kyle Trask in the rankings, so he's my QB eight, right between. Kyle Trask and KJ Costello and 
probably a uh, round three kind of guy mm-hmm. or, or after. That's kind of what I see. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I have him as a late day two uh, slash day three QB. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, he's above Felipe Franks. Uh, but I can see yeah. him dropping further back, especially because of how long he takes on his reads and everything. It's really going to hinder him. Um, Honestly, so. anybody after Kyle Trask for me is mm-hmm. somebody that wouldn't be, even be surprised if they didn't get drafted. Mm-hmm. You know, um, starting right here with Sam at QB8. Like, if Sam doesn't get drafted, I I don't – whatever. Like, I wouldn't be yeah. surprised, you know, if he, it, it, some of these guys are just not going to get drafted. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it'll be interesting. I think this will be one to kind of watch. Um, I personally think JT Daniels will get drafted before him, but uh, we'll see. We'll see what happens. Uh, so next up we have uh, Shane Bouchel. Um, stands, stand, <laughs> yeah, stands six foot one, uh, two hundred and seven pounds. Uh, he had nine hundred fifty-two completions uh, with uh, one thousand five hundred and eight attempts. He had a completion rate of sixty-three point one percent. He threw for eleven thousand six hundred sixty yards, seven point seven average, with eighty-seven touchdowns, thirty-two interceptions. Uh, his rushing attempts were 291 uh, for a total of 468 yards with an average of 1.6 yards and eight touchdowns total. Um, and then uh, this is this is what, what, a guy. How many interceptions again? Sorry, I, I think I missed how many interceptions you listed. Yeah, 32, which is a lot. <laughs> 32 for how many touchdowns? Uh, 87. But this is a guy that's been playing since 2016. Right. So, that is, uh, he's got a little bit of, he's a, uh, super senior, basically. Right. He looks like one. Um, he, he just, just, what, anyway, what do you got, what do you got to say about Mr. Bouchel? Yeah, he's, he's another one of those, uh, good short to intermediate passers. Uh, he stays... Uh, primarily in the pocket as well, you know, lacks the mobility. Um, he shows long uh, passing capabilities at times, um, and you know, rushes very rarely. And every time he does, it shows that it's just not one of his strengths. Um, he's another one of those QBs that is going to have to rely on a very strong offensive line. Um, but he makes, for his short and intermediate passes, he makes good reads and he's super accurate, which is, is nice. Um, you know, it's just, once you start getting to those long balls and other things, uh, the, the interceptions come or if he, uh, tends to throw into coverage, that's, that's where we have issues. Um, so where, where do you have this guy at? Shell. Yep. He is my uh, least favorite quarterback to watch out of this whole this whole group. Um, mm-hmm. Just just one of those guys that I just did not enjoy watching at all. Just uh, terrible form. Like he's got this. Seems like he's got this cannon for an arm that he doesn't even use it. Mm-hmm. Um, just as you said, these like 
very short passes that are just kind of gross and, and ugly to watch. And he's um, another one of those guys. Like, I just don't believe his his statistics. Like, another one of those 63% guys, right? Like, mm-hmm. just doesn't even look that way. Like, I, I, I'm just so biased on this guy because I just... He, he just doesn't look... He, he, it's one of those guys that... Uh, my eyes don't deceive me. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? And I wouldn't, you know, God forbid my NFL team draft this guy to do for any reason, you know? Mm-hmm. He shouldn't be drafted. Yeah. I have him as a day two, day three QB. Um, so, you know, it, it reflects. Um, very average. I think he's going to have a career backup as at best, maybe a, uh, you know, practice squad kind of career so it'll be interesting uh i still for me personally i think felipe's a little bit lower but he's he's down there <laughs> yeah i mean I, when, when you get down there to the uh 11 12 ranking it doesn't really matter to me they're both gross and shouldn't be drafted in my opinion mm-hmm. so this next guy that we talk about uh i just want to kind of say this guy feels like when you're uh we were watching film, at least for me. It felt like, you know, when you go to a, a casino and it's all smoky and you step out of the casino and you just get that fresh air blasting in your face and it just feels great. Mm-hmm. <sighs> watching Trevor Lawrence's tape <laughs> was so beautiful. Um, Trevor Lawrence comes in at six foot six inches, weighs 220 pounds. Uh, he had career com- uh, completions of 748. He had uh, 1,138 attempts, a completion rate of 66.6. Uh, he had a total of 10,098 yards, uh, average of 8.9 yards. He threw for 90 touchdowns in 17 interceptions. Uh, his rushing career was uh, 230 attempt, 31 attempts. Uh, for 943 yards, uh, an average of 4.1 yards, and 18 touchdowns. Um, Trevor, Moore, Trevor Lawrence is a playmaker. He has ex- He's excellent at his reads. He has great pocket presence. His mobility and his intelligence allow him to make plays even when things are kind of just shutting down all around him. Uh, his mobility, athleticism, and accuracy all make him the most desirable QB in the draft, period, end of sentence. Like, hands down, he is the number one QB. Um, if he had to work on anything, if I had to nitpick, uh, it would be improving his accuracy even more to perfection, I would say. Um... He can also do a little bit of practice with his footwork, especially when scrambling. But, I mean, other than that, he, he, he just runs away with the, the the top of the bill. Yeah, if there's a way for Trevor Lawrence to get better, I'm not I'm not a good enough of an analyst to, to be able to tell him how to do it. And honestly, it's just um, his, his weaknesses could very well be... A weakness of the system that he comes from rather mm-hmm. than a weakness um of him like some people have a uh criticism of him being you know go, always going to his first read well that's the offense that was built to mm-hmm. to go to that first read 
Um, and and I would I would argue that there is plenty of plays uh, in his film from uh, his college years or from his years of playing that show that that he's not a one read guy. When he doesn't go to that one read, he he doesn't struggle at all. Mm-hmm. Um, as you said, a playmaker creates plays in just about any situation and can make any throw and uh, more accurate than any quarterback that you can put in front of him uh, has been drafted i think in the last few years you know mm-hmm. certainly yeah. so um so yeah not much else to say about trevor lawrence other than that he's gonna be drafted you know 101 101 in the nfl draft as well as as uh fantasy you know super flex as mm-hmm. he should yep yeah there <laughs> I will tell you though, man, watching his film after all of that, <laughs> I think we messaged each other around the same time or pretty close. It was just like, oh, well, because because <laughs> you think the the order that we had him was right after Buchel, so it was mm-hmm. literally the worst in the list for me, and then the best. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so it was very very big contrast. Definitely. Certainly. All right. So next up. We have Trey Lance, uh, stands uh, six foot four, two hundred twenty six pounds. Uh, his uh, completions in his career for college were uh, two hundred eight. Uh, he had uh, three hundred eighteen attempts and a completion percentage of sixty five point four. Uh, he had 2,947 yards with an average of nine point three yards. He had thirty touchdowns and one interception uh his rushing career was 192 attempts for 1325 yards uh he had 6.9 average and 18 touchdowns um trey lance i i I saw that he had a lot of uh accuracy and arm strength um as that that seems to be his two biggest talents um, that I noticed, uh, and it really kind of shows. Um, you know, he has one interception, <laughs> which you know is pretty interesting. Um, he has strong uh, pocket presence, and his mobility kind of keeps plays alive. Um, you know, concerns about the shortened season. Um, are present in a lot of people's minds. I know that uh, I've heard quite a few people talking about that. You know, is we didn't get to see him much, and uh, we didn't get to see him in 2020. Uh, but I think this will kind of provide a cheaper purchase, especially in um, in dynasty leagues. So that'll be interesting uh, to kind of see where he drops to, unless his landing spot is insanely good. Uh, but he has great speed, great athleticism, uh, and yeah, where do you uh, where do you see him? He's he's my QB four in the class, so mm-hmm. um, I think that's kind of pretty pretty uh, uh, consensus as well that mm-hmm. he's the, the QB four in this class. Um, so yeah, I mean I'm I, I really like Trey Lance, and would uh, I think any team. Um, would be happy to have him, um, and I think he should be a first-round pick. I mm-hmm. think he should be a first-round pick. Um, 
I think there's a, a, a perception that there could be risk involved with Trey Lance. Um, it, there's already inherently a risk of taking a quarterback. Basically, anybody outside of like Trevor Lawrence is not a guaranteed to work out in the NFL. You know, mm -hmm. no matter you know how much we like these guys, um, I think Trevor Lawrence is a guaranteed. And besides that, I don't think anybody else else is a guaranteed. You mm -hmm. know. Um, but uh, I think Trey Lance could 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 be the kind of guy that uh, some people see as being even a, gr a greater risk, mm -hmm. um, be because of what you said, right? Mm -hmm. um, last season being all but canceled, and and um, and the fact of, of you know where he comes from, being in North Dakota State, right? Um, yeah. So so I think I think uh, that that could cause, as you said, for him to drop both in the draft as well as in the in the NFL draft as well as in uh, fantasy drafts, but I think in the end it's going to all come down to whether or not he does draft. He does drop in the NFL draft. Mm -hmm. he, he, his his fantasy draft capital will be um, directly, you know, related to his NFL draft capital. So, yeah. uh, so that's what I, you know what I think about Trey Lance. Another one of those guys that you can find plenty of takes about Trey Lance elsewhere. You know. Mm -hmm. um, He's great. You know, his tape and his film is uh, unbelievable. You know, um, so and then where, where are you going to find somebody with that type of uh, um, touchdown to uh, interception ratio, right? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, one interception in his entire career, and that was in his <laughs> one game for this year. Um, another right. fun fact is, uh, <laughs> in 2018, he had a hundred percent completion rate, but that's because he threw. Uh, he did one attempt and one completion. <laughs> so. Well, I'm surprised. Good yeah. For him. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I project him uh, day one, obviously, but uh, very close to uh, Wilson and Fields. So. Uh, right. I think that'll be interesting, and you know, I'm I'm seeing a lot of people speculating that he could potentially go to the 49ers if they stick and pick. So. Yeah, they could. I, I see a lot of places and landing him in the Panthers too. Yeah, them and then also um, the Falcons as well. So it'll be interesting to see mm -hmm. uh, where he goes. But yeah, all right. So uh, on to our last but not least QB. Uh, we've got uh, Mr. Zach Wilson uh, out of BYU. Stands uh, six foot three inches and a total of two hundred and ten pounds. His in his passing career, uh, he has uh, five hundred and sixty six completions out of eight hundred and thirty seven attempts for a sixty seven point six completion percentage. Uh, Through for seven thousand six hundred fifty two yards, average of nine point one yards for uh, 56 touchdowns and 15 interceptions. Um, his rushing, he had uh, 212 attempts with uh, 642 yards and an average of 3 uh, yards, and he rushed for 15 touchdowns. Uh, in 2020, he had two fumbles. In 2019, he had four. Um, I have him as a great passer. He makes... He makes his throws look effortless, and you know they're they're very accurate. Um, the one thing I have to do say is that sometimes his pocket presence is questionable. 
Uh, he he tends to at times he'll tend to fail to notice defenders coming in at him, uh, and then at other times he just leaves the pocket when it's still standing strong. You know, he's just it's like oh there he goes, <laughs> it just takes off. Um, but I think what really saves him is his athleticism. It allows him to kind of make these like great like off script kind of plays, almost like Patrick Mahomes, um, and his effortless throws also kind of feel like it like he can just throw from his side and uh uh i noticed that quite a bit as well and so that was really interesting um one thing that i did also notice is it looks almost like he gets kind of flustered a little bit easy and makes mistakes when he does get flustered um and i'm wondering if that kind of ties into um there's been rumors about an attitude problem in the locker room um, I'm not, I can't say for sure what they are, obviously, cause we don't know, but, uh, that is something that, uh, you know, take with a grain of salt. So, uh, what, what, what do you got for this guy? Well, you know, I think it's, I don't think it's helpful for anybody for us to get on here and, you know, pump the uh pump trevor lawrence you know like you can go anywhere for that like he's he's obviously gonna be awesome um if there's if there are two guys on this in this draft class that i would pound the table for though it would definitely mm-hmm. be uh kellen mon like i said earlier because he's in my opinion he's higher on my board than he is in others and then zach wilson like he's mm-hmm. just so fun to watch and um as you said so smooth and effortless and um, uh, to me, he's the QB two. Like, right up to me, it's un- interchangeable between him and Justin Fields. Mm-hmm. Like, um, I think he's like most people's number three um, because just feel people feel like Justin Fields should be the number two. Yeah. Uh, due to what he has accomplished and the, 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 his level of competition, but I, I I can't like I can't say that I would pick like if they were wearing neutral jerseys and i didn't know who they were playing against i would pick zach wilson over justin fields mm-hmm. right that's how i feel about it and i think it, you know and, and honestly i think it it wouldn't be that close mm-hmm. um i think i think if it wasn't for the fact that justin fields plays where he plays and competes against the people that he competes that he would that, that he he is uh, de facto consensus number two right mm-hmm. um so that's that's my kind of uh hottish take um for 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 you know zach wilson is that just can make every play um the kind of guy that just makes everybody around him so much better and i mean what can you say about him um yeah i can make just get big strong can make all the throws just um accurate uh makes throws that you have never seen anybody else make mm -hmm. right The, the kind of stuff that you see like pat mahomes do Mm-hmm. You know, so uh, you know, not, not that I'm comparing him to Pat Mahomes. No, but yeah, it's the style, the fluidity, more. Yeah, so. Yeah, right. Yeah. So that's that's how I feel about. Mr. Yeah, and Wilson. I kind of agree with you. One of the things that kind of um, tipped my radar a little bit towards him more, and especially before the film, was when Adam Schefter kind of said, "I see Zach Wilson going before Justin Fields." I said, okay, let's let's see what you've got there. And I, I approached it with an open mind. And 
you know, I kind of, I agree. It, like, it feels fluid. It feels like it works. Whereas Justin Fields, like, I feel like this is a man that's going to get himself killed in the NFL. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> yeah. So yeah, where yeah, it feels more like uh, to me. To me, I think Zach Wilson just has more instinct, uh-huh. um, more like football uh, IQ and and instinct on on what to do. Just in, it, just in order to create plays mm-hmm. in the way and kind of the sort in the way that Trevor Lawrence does. Um, and that's not something I think Justin Fields really has. Yeah. So. Yeah, and so uh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna say I'm right there with you. Like he's he's actually my number two personally. Um, I think he's great. Um, you know, there's some leagues where I might buy into the 103 just because I know Fields is gonna go before uh, Wilson just because of you know name value and whatnot. Um, so it'll be interesting to see what happens, where he goes, what his landing spot looks like, but, um, yeah, it'll be exciting. So, uh, that wraps up our, uh, QBs that we've got for, uh, our rookies coming in, uh, for 2021. Um, we'll be talking about them a little bit more after the draft and, uh, maybe a a little bit here and there, uh, once they're, uh, modified pro days, I guess you can call them. Uh, come up, but we hope you guys enjoyed it. Hope you guys learned can I, something. Can I can I read my rankings really quick to close out? Just 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 to wrap it up. Absolutely. So you know, just to wrap it up against you know from from the top, um, Trevor Lawrence number one, Zach Wilson and Justin Fields are number two interchangeably. Uh, number four, Trey Lance. Number five, Mac Jones. Number six, Kellen Mon. Number seven, Kyle Trask. Number eight, Sam Ellinger. Number nine, KJ Costello. Number 10, JT Daniels. Number 11, Felipe Franks. And number 12, Shane Bouchelle. There you go. So, yeah, we hope you guys enjoyed this. We hope we put them on your radar we encourage everyone watch film for yourself make these decisions for yourself know what you're buying come in there educated at your draft um these are our takeaways from the film that we've watched uh and we encourage you to do the process that we do uh watch watch some of the films see what you like see the good the bad the ugly uh, and let us know what you think uh, and you can do that by hitting us up on twitter uh for our show uh twitter at dynasty spin doctors uh you can also hit me up at dynasty pangs and where can they find you solo i'm at dynasty dawn all right and that wraps up our uh, episode for uh today so thank you for hanging out and uh we'll see you next time peace